If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Coaches, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Buford Showcase presented by Blue Collar Basketball. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, joined by Sam Allen, filling in for TJ Rosine. Today we're going to be talking about should your players dunk or should they lay it up? Uh, before we do, let's say a quick shout-out to our friends over at Shot Tracker. Last year we were lucky enough to get out to Kansas City and see Shot Tracker team in action, and it's crazy. Sensors all over the rafters small sensors on each shoe and a sensor inside the basketball allow everything to work together to track virtually every player's stat in real time. And guess what? It's affordable for most schools. Check out ShotTracker.com to learn more about how you and your program could get started with a game-changing technology that changes the game. Sam, I love this topic. It's an interesting one. Should your players dunk or should they lay it up? This is obviously for athletes that can dunk, okay? So it's obviously a, a narrow market, okay, as it relates yeah. to this. But it was interesting. I'm with my team, one of my teams the other day. Uh, we're on about an 8-0 run. We're starting to separate from the, the opposing team. And one of our bigs, 6-4, okay, can dunk pretty easily, all right? Um, he gets a fast break, gets a steal at the top of the, the key, goes down and lays it up. And the coach, uh, our head coach, was actually pretty upset about it. And I was kind of surprised by it, but I'm, I'm, I'm watching. He's like, you need to dunk that. Put that down. Let's go, you know. And I asked him later, I said, hey, I was noticing you were getting on, you know, so-and-so for, for not dunking during that moment. What were you thinking? And, and he said, you know, he a couple things. He actually identified three things. He said, one, he wants him to start dunking because he wants to start continue building this mindset within the player. And the player hasn't been as aggressive as we had hoped, and he's hoping to kind of get that dog out of him. And a dunk like that on a fast break can kind of help tap into that. Secondly, he said a dunk in that moment would have really, like, just kind of put an exclamation point on the 8-0 run, which would have moved it to 10-0 run. It just really made a statement. He said, third, it would have got our bench and our crowd going versus just a layup. So he was upset that this player did not dunk. And, and I thought it was interesting because I've been around a lot of coaches also that are almost the opposite. You know, even guys that can dunk, they're like, just get the bucket, right? Because you see sometimes the, the dunk doesn't always play out or, you know, you miss the dunk or it may sometimes make you feel like it's about the player versus the team and they're trying to – there's other dynamics involved. So I've heard that side. I think it's an interesting discussion. I want to get your input, but before I do, TJ, I put it out on – Sam. Or uh, – <laughs> Hey, that's product of recording that's right. hundreds of episodes with, with TJ. Sam, I put it out on Twitter and got some interesting perspective. I want to read some of this, okay, okay. and then open it up to you. Uh, Coach Stephen Tolbert, Coach Tolbert too. I think it depends on the situation. Typically, I encourage my players who are just learning how to dunk in games, I want them to try to do it during summer and fall league games first. If they're not capable by the time the regular season comes, they need to be doing the layup. All right? 
uh, Coach Jack Krause, I have a pre-approval process for dunking in games. Do you want to dunk in every game? Question mark. Then you have to show you can dunk five times in a row cleanly in practice. Everyone can make five layups in a row. If you can't dunk five clean times in a row, you're not allowed to do it in a game. You need to do it in practice, and you can feel free to dunk away in practice. And Coach A.J. Greeno, Coach underscore Greeno, great question. My guys that can get up are told to go for the dunk, but if they get hit early in their jump, they need to turn it into a layup. If not, I absolutely want them body bagging the defender. Interesting, Sam. Where do you go with this? Yeah, I mean, I think I want, not I think, I want a player to make the right basketball play. If a dunk is the right play, then dunk it. If the lay-in's the right play, then lay it in. But I think that's the def- I think that's where maybe coaches and players don't know. Like a layup and a dunk, okay. they're both right plays. Does one or should you, should you be doing one more? I mean, if I'm I mean, on a fast break and I'm six four and I can dunk, and I lay it up, that's not the wrong basketball play per se. Oh no, yeah. So the layup isn't the wrong play. Um, okay, there, there's a lot of layers to this. Okay, first off, let, let's zoom out for a second. The dunk has always been, like, the most hyped play in basketball. It's what the crowd gets most into. You turn on the dunk contest the NBA has done for years. You know, people love the dunk. And, and you know, as players, we all want to be able to dunk. We all, you know. But, you know, it's one thing that Steph Curry, I think, has been good for the game is he's brought back skill and shooting to be a an in vogue thing, right? Like, that's, that's now a cool thing to do, whereas... For a long time, it was like, you know, being able to dunk. So, Adam, I think where it, where players make the wrong play, here's when I have a problem with it, is they're trying to make a dunk because it's about them, and they're trying, they're trying to go poster somebody and create an ooh and an ah when it's when the percentage of them actually completing the dunk in traffic against that player are so low that's the wrong basketball play but on like there's a fine line because i do think an aggressive rim attack and dunking on somebody can be a momentum shifter can be a crowd shifter and so there's that's real i think um i just on occasion you see a guy go up in tra- and he's and he's throwing the ball at the rim like he can't, he can't even dunk there, so yeah. he throws it and then grabs the rim and it creates a zoom. Not, no, that was the wrong play. You know, there's a, there's gray area here. Absolutely, and I'm intrigued with the mindset of the athlete and in the dynamic of the dunk and how it impacts the mindset. Let's take a quick break with our friends over at Team Snap, and let's jump into that in the second half here. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. As a little reminder, our words are a gift, and I think sometimes we need to be reminded of that. And recognizing that it is a gift, we need to ask ourselves a question. Is the gift we're giving worth giving? See, gifts by nature are designed to bring joy to someone else, to uplift and to empower them, or to bring value to them, or to add something to them. Our words need to be following that same thought process. This week, as you go through practice, as you spend time with your team and with your coaches, ask yourself, are the words you're giving to those around you a gift? Are they receiving it as if they would a gift that they're enjoying? Or are they looking at it saying, I would never desire to have this gift in my life? 
recognize that our words are powerful and they can be a gift when used correctly. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap. Make sure you check out teamsnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe, helping get everyone on the same page from coaches, players, and parents. It's teamsnap.com backslash hustle. So I'm intrigued, like I said right before half, with the mindset, right? If, you, if there's a player who is maybe lacking uh, aggressiveness, you know, and you're trying to get this player who has all the physical tools to take that next step and get that killer instinct, that dog out of them, I, I see where a coach would look at that player and say, no, no, I want you to start dunking, almost at the risk of missing a dunk. Right, because I'm trying to get you into a mindset that like you need to go up strong. Even if there's like just get into this mentality that when there's even if someone's around, you need to go up. You need to own the pain. And that, that's just one piece of that dog mentality. I think that that's true. There is there is some value in getting that dog out of a kid, but there's also value in show me you're a dog on defense and how you sit down and stand. Show me a dog and how you sprint back in transition deep. Show me your dog on a on a Wednesday afternoon in practice in January, and you know we've won four in a row, and most guys get complacent, and you're still competing like it's a state championship game. Like there's multiple like but, multiple but that, components of being a dog, and, and dunking on somebody is just one piece of it. I I'd agree, but you could argue that in today's world. That's the most important dog piece. If I'm trying to get a player to become that dog, all those things that you just listed is what coaches would love to see, right? And, and where you could get it. But when that player makes the dunk and all 14 of his teammates or 13 of his teammates for the next 24 hours are just, like, hyping him, right, because they the, the big play, like, then all of a sudden he builds this confidence, right, from the dunk, right? How many players would be like, man, you were a dog on on transition defense. You were a dog in the paint. Maybe well, that, not, but they'll say, man, you're, okay, you're a well, beast in the paint. You know, I'm you went it, up over the two. Yeah. Sorry, I was getting excited, so I didn't mean to interrupt. But, like, that's a facade a little bit. Like, do the championship teams and the high-level teams, do, is that what they get hyped about? Yeah, some. But they, they get hyped about the other things. Like, is, is a kid really going to get – real confidence from all his teammates hyping him up after a big dunk that lasts for like a night in the locker room after the game but that's not going to win you championships you know what i'm saying like it's just a little bit of a facade then you know you need to get hyped about what winning things do winning teams do now do you should you be thinking about what can get the crowd hyped what can get the bench hyped and making statements during games not having that be your purpose right you're not like game planning around that theme but what about the value of putting it down knowing like the intimidation like this is going to seal the deal make an exclamation point from that then you could argue that there's more value in the dunk than the layup so that would actually like i'd want to go with that's the better basketball play because there's more value behind it yes you get two points but you also get a list of other things yeah, so you you seem to be a proponent. You would lean towards... I've changed. Yeah, I'm leaning towards putting it down. The value in the dunk. The value of the dunk. Even if it's a low percentage play? You said it earlier, there's that line, right? Because you want the point more than anything. 
but I am willing to take a little bit more of a risk, okay? Almost to the point, let's just say hypothetically speaking, 95% chance you make the layup, 95, okay, let's just say that's a, it's a 95% chance you make the layup and you get the two points and that's all it is, okay? Let's say the dunk in a similar circumstance is a 75% chance, okay? Conversion rate, yeah. Conversion rate. But the dunk has the ability to kind of develop the mindset in the player at another level, right? Create some intimidation on the opponent. Some emotional momentum. Some emotional momentum on the bench and the crowd. I'd sit here and say I'd rather take the 75% conversion rate and and, and try to put it down. Yeah, and I I can get on board with that. I can get down with that. I mean – I'm a proponent. Yeah, if you can dunk, dunk. And I've and I've coached kids in that. I got I got a kid on our travel ball team last year, six seven kid. We were trying to get that mentality. That was one piece of us trying to draw it out. Like when you drop step, we're not laying it in. We are going to rip the rim off. And it is because when you go up with an aggressive mindset of trying to dunk, that's going to create more explosion. That's going to create more aggressiveness and, that we're trying to draw out. So yes, should there be a pre-approval process? Like like uh, some like, of our coaches yeah, like here, you got to. Do, I don't know. I don't know if I'd put much time. I don't know if in practice I want to say, "Hey, I need to see five dunks." Like I'd rather you go shoot five threes. Like work on your game. I'd rather you see. You know what I'm saying? Now before practice, after practice, you see the players. They're all trying to put it down, right? They're all trying to dunk. Are you going to make a point when you see a player and you see that? Okay, they just tried five dunks in a row and they made. Two and the third one barely went in. Are you making a ever dunking? Are you are you making a point to say, hey, hey, I see you over there. You better be laying it in during the game. I'll give you a story on that. Three years ago, high school program hires me to come in. Hires blue collar. We come in to work with them, right? I get there about thirty minutes early. I'm watching their team just warm up. Like, what do they do? What are the pre-practice routines? Seen some guys doing ball handling, some guys talking to the coaches, some guys working on free throws, some guys doing nothing. I see one kid, Adam. He he spent ten minutes dunking. <laughs> he he was doing trying to do all these dunks. So either I called him over, or no, I think I did in front of the team, and and I known known these kids. So let me give some context. And I said, guys. Um, we're just getting to know each other a little bit. Some of you I know better than others. I said, your pre-practice routines will determine a lot of your future success. And I asked the one kid, I said, do you mind if I ask you a question from the group? I said, how many dunks did you have last year in, in the season? You know what his answer was? Zero. And he had just spent... 15 minutes of his practice <laughs> time minutes, doing yeah. something he was not going to do in a game. If you can only dunk also in in a breakaway, no defense situation, like you're just an okay dunker. Like Steph Curry does that. I think he's had like six dunks in his career. So what I'm saying is let's put time into let's put time into things that we're going to do in a game. Fair. Fair point. I mean, it, it's true. It's. I mean, I mean, you nailed it. So, listen, interesting discussion. I'd love to hear some feedback on this. Send us a tweet at hardwood underscore hustle. Let us know any thoughts you have about the dunking dynamic and, and how you approach it with your players. We'd love to hear from you. 
Uh, Sam, thank you again for filling in for TJ. I am Adam. We are the Hardwood Hustle. Till next time, we are out.